Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to the Ministry Watch podcast. Here at Ministry Watch, we bring you news about Christian ministries, as well as the latest in charity and philanthropy, news that we examine from a Christian worldview perspective. Our goal is to help us become better stewards of the resources that God has entrusted to us. These midweek extra episodes are a chance for us to go deep with a particular topic. And this week, I wanted to take a deep dive into Christian higher education. Because of both its pivotal role in our culture and because Christian colleges are among the largest Christian ministries in the country. So today we have on the program Dr. Eric Hoekstra. Uh, president Eric Hoekstra serves as the fourth and current president of Dort University, which is in Iowa. Born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, though, he's no stranger to the role of president of a Christian college. His father served as president of Trinity Christian College in Palos Heights, Illinois, when he was growing up, and his father-in-law was president of Trinity during his college years. Eric Hoekstra received his bachelor's degree in history and philosophy from Trinity Christian College and his master's degree in international management from the Rotterdam School of Management at Erasmus University in the Netherlands. He has a PhD in organizational learning and human resource development from Iowa State University. During his time at Dort, Eric Hoekstra has led two capital campaigns, the building of a new science and technology center, nursing simulation labs, a theater space, and agriculture stewardship center. He has overseen the creation of many innovative programs there, including ProTech, a two-year hands-on vocational degree. Uh, President Hoekstra also served in the process of transitioning Dort from a college to a university in 2019. And as I said earlier, I, I really believe in the mission of Christian higher ed and its importance in our culture. And that's why Ministry Watch includes many colleges and universities, including Dort, in our database. You can check out the financials and other ratings that we give to all of the ministries in our database by going to ministrywatch.com and hitting the red button that says uh, search for a ministry at the top of the page. But until then, my interview with Eric Hoekstra. Well, Eric, welcome to the program. You know, I love talking to college presidents uh, because I think college presidents are, you know, at, um, at a really pivotal place in our culture. I mean, Christian higher education, higher education generally is such a culture shaping influence in Christian higher ed in particular, I think has uh, played such an important role in the life of the church. So thanks for being on the program. It's good to be with you, Warren. I think you, uh, you honor me, but you're also kind of a strange person if you'd like to talk to Christian college presidents. <laughs> well, I, I will plead guilty to that uh, charge because I actually do. You're probably the 15th or 20th that I've interviewed, um, you know, for either listening in or for ministry watch over the last six or seven years. And, um, you know, I, like I say, I, I, I think you, what you guys do is important. But before we before we kind of get into the big questions of Christian higher ed, let me just ask you about Dort. Tell me about Dort and how you got there. Yeah, so Dort's founded in 1955, kind of that post-World War II boom um, of institutions being started. It was started, interestingly, Calvin College or Calvin University now in Grand Rapids, Michigan, would be our big sister. 
And the people out here in the Midwest were doing two things. They were sending their ministry shares through the Christian Reformed Church denomination to support Calvin University, but they were also sending their kids. And if you think about 1930s to maybe 1950s, we didn't have it where we have today where, you know, 70, 80 percent of, of the graduates of a, of a high school are going to college. It was more like 15, 20 percent. So they were and I hate this word, Warren, but let's just use it for, for purposes of this. They were sending their best and their brightest um, to Calvin University and they weren't getting them back. And so the people here woke up and they said, you know, if we're going to have a, a, if you will, a growth in our in our industries, in our churches, in our Christian schools. We keep sending our best and brightest, again, uh, contextualized, right? Everybody is is created in God's image, and whether you're a plumber or you're a pastor, uh, you have the same worth before God. But we're talking about leaders and communities when I say best and brightest. But they were sending their best and brightest, not getting them back. And they said, this is a raw deal. So they they petitioned a Christian Reformed Church, which is our historic denomination, Calvin being owned by, Dorchus being affiliated with. They petitioned to start their own college, did so in 1955, and very quickly uh, moved from just pastors and teachers to having programs like agriculture and engineering and business. Dort never fought the battles that some of my peer institutions have fought about. Are we a liberal arts university or not? We've never said we're a liberal arts university. We are a uh, comprehensive university with an extremely strong core program of the general liberal arts for every major at Dort, but, but engineering, um, business, and agriculture are now three of our top five majors, along with nursing and education. Well, yeah, in fact, that's one of the things that's fascinating to me about Dort is that uh, you guys also have a two-year, voca- kind of a vocational program as well, don't you? We do. We started as a two-year school, as many did. And, and by about 1963, we were accredited as a four-year institution. But we had all these two-year degrees on the books, and so we kept a lot of them. Like, you can still get a two-year degree in what's now called administrative office assistant. And years ago, we called it secretarial science, if you can believe that. But uh, we kept all of our two-year programs, and we still have many graduates in two years, both in agriculture, in education, a paraprofessional in office administration, as I mentioned. And then a couple of years ago, we, we pivoted and we started two new programs in more hands-on kinds of things. One, operations and farm management and two in manufacturing. And we're in the process now of, of studying whether a mechanics program is a two-year option where kids go to class three days a week and then can work in industry two days a week, making money, getting practical hands-on. And uh, we'll, we'll, we think the two-year programs are certainly a part of bringing up the next generation of God's covenant youth. Not everybody needs a four-year degree to find their place in the kingdom. Well, um, and I, d- I don't want you to speak ill of your brethren, Eric, in any way, shape, or form, but you know, one of the challenges that um, Christian higher education is facing is the uh, temptation, and some organizations are actually succumbing to that temptation, to abandon their Christian roots, or at least to not take them quite as seriously as they have in the past. And I know, as uh, since uh, Calvin is your is sort of your mothership, I know you won't speak ill of them, but I will I will say this, and you don't have to either agree or disagree that that um, you know some have uh, said that 
Calvin has uh, maybe moved, uh, departed a little bit from the um, the, the Christian Reformed roots. Um, my experience with Dort, uh, limited though it may be, I've known you for a while, and and of course World Journalism Institute holds um, holds an event there at Dort as well. Is that you guys still take your Christian distinctives pretty doggone seriously? Yeah, Warren, I'm a member. I'm a board member at, at CCCU, uh, the Coalition of Christian Colleges and Universities. You know, 120, 130 uh, U.S. schools, and um, what I love about higher education in America generally is the broad diversity. I also love it in the Christian uh, community that there's a broad diversity, right? There's there's denominationally affiliated and owned schools. There's independent schools. Um, and, and I'm a dad as well. Um, I My kids, when I became president, were none of them were in college. And I told them they didn't have to go to Dort. Uh, three of the four of them have graduated. Uh, one of my sons came and, and were here for a while, went to some other Christian colleges as well as secular institutions. But um, there are only probably about 20 that I would endorse for my grandchildren going on a campus visit to because there has been, I would say, um, uh, a diversity or a, a watering down. Again, um, you may know that book that was first written in 1998 called The Dying of the Light. A uh, historian out of Notre Dame wrote a book that profiled, that's a big, thick book, profiled the history of, of church-affiliated higher education in America from Harvard to the present. And basically, it's it's mostly one long slide in one direction. And so that that animates my presidency, that animates our board. We have conversations about that. And then, again, Robert Benny came along in, in 2001 with a different book called Quality with Soul, uh, which he profiled to say this this long stretch, but there's still these institutions. And he profiled some. And I've said to our faculty, um, we were not named in the book Quality with Soul. Back in 2001, I don't think Dort's profile nationally was was where some of those other schools are. Some of those other schools, um, some people may know better than I, whether some of them may have slipped a little bit. But I have said to our faculty um, in the future, I want us to be named in those quality with soul schools that that because I don't think we honor Christ in any way um, by playing small. And I do think there's a place for biblically obedient schools beyond just seminaries and Bible colleges, although they certainly have their place in that diversity of higher education as well. But I think we you need places like Dort that that affirm we're going to have pass rates on the engineering uh, exams that are rivaling Stanford's, but we're also going to develop them and their faith commitments as individual students in an authentically Christian college environment, residential environment, in which yeah, our board of trustees interviews every faculty member before they're hired after two years and after eight years. And they want to know who is Jesus to you. And they also want to know where'd you get your PhD from? And then they're going to want to say, how do those two things talk to one another? Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening in our classrooms. And I, you're, you're exactly right. I'm not going to downplay any of my brethren, but I will say that that is what animates me every morning when I wake up and come to work is that we're going to have authentic Christian foundational work with our students, along with a very first-rate academic experience. And those are not or questions. It's an and. Yeah. Well, uh, we've already talked about this a little bit. And and for the, you know, since given the narrow scope of our conversation today, Eric, maybe that's enough. But I can't resist asking you uh, a question about uh, your program in this way. Um, I've got four kids as well. Uh, three of the four went to Christian colleges. The fourth one went to the Air Force Academy. But here's what I learned as a parent is that 
Um, first of all, like you said, there are very few Christian colleges that were really serious about their Christian distinctives, and that was one of the conditions that I had as a dad with my kids. I said, you can go anywhere you want as long as they take their Christian faith seriously, um, or you pay for it. If you want me to pay for it, <laughs> you can go wherever you want. <laughs> you know. So I had you know, a daughter at Liberty, I had a daughter at Grove City College, and I had a son at the King's College in addition to my son at the Air Force Academy. But I did learn something in that experience is that if you wanted to major in English or economics or philosophy or religion or Bible, you know, you could probably go to, uh, you had 50 or 60 choices or maybe 20 or 30 choices if you took the Christian distinctives that, you know, super seriously. But if you want to major in agriculture, if you want to major in engineering, if you want to major in um you know, some of the, uh, say, applied math, maybe if you were doing a pure math, you might be able to get that somewhere. But um, there's just not a lot of places. Dort would be one of those very, very few places where you could go and get um, some of the degrees that you guys offer in a Christian environment. Is that fair? Is that accurate? Yeah, there are there are limited options, particularly in agriculture. You know, part of part of everything, every school needs to become who they are in light of their local community. And again, our, our county here, I think there's more animals than there are people. There's more veterinarians than there are medical doctors. So you got to lean into your, you know, it's the old uh, know the territory from the music man, right? Yeah. Um, but also where it comes from is, and again, uh, I know your listeners are from beyond uh, the reformed world and life view, but, you know, the reformed world and life view does has a unique characteristic in that we do look at all of life that God created that diversity and that, that having Christian doing engineering Christianly or nursing or agriculture, we're called to do that, that, that um, we're not to have our Christian faith on a Sunday only. And then yeah, be uh, an operator of a swine facility or chicken facility Monday through Saturday and act as if those two things don't talk to one another. And that's not unique to the reformed identity, but it is a characteristic that's strong in the reformed identity. So when we were going to be a college boy, you know, we've got a, a digital media program that, that helps either uh, people become camera people, but also be helps them become um, directors and uh, writers of screenplays and those kinds of things. And again, um, Whatever area of life we're called to as Christians, then we better be doing that Christianly. And, and so we're going to try to help them in that. We can't do yeah. everything. Not every school can, but certainly engineering and agriculture being one of our top five majors is important here. Well, Eric, I want to pivot just a bit in our conversation because, you know, so let us stipulate for the record that that is what Dort is, and it has had some great success and doing some really wonderful things. But unfortunately, for a guy like you sitting in that president's chair, um, it becomes in, in some way a question of what have you done for me lately, that all of the accolades that, you know, you and Dort have accumulated up until now may or may not serve you in a rapidly changing environment, in, in an environment where the funding models are changing and the culture is changing. So let me just ask you, as a college president, with what I just said as context, what keeps you up at night? What are you, what are you concerned about? What are the problems that you're facing that um, maybe you haven't fully solved yet? Well, and then this needs to, you know, any listener to this hopefully hears the whole quote. But you know, I have deep and utmost respect for Dave Ramsey and all he's done for Christians thinking Christianly about their money. But that guy, in terms of telling people not to go into debt at all, even for college education, drives me crazy. 
So Dave Ramsey sometimes keeps me up at night. Uh, <laughs> our constituency would be would be huge fans, but that piece of because I still believe that um, we're doing everything we can. Our you know the average kid at Dort leaves college with I think twenty three thousand dollars in debt. You know, and and on a social worker, Christian school teachers pay that that that's still substantial, and it's not it's something that I we're paying attention to. We've added to our donor funded scholarships a lot over the last. 15 years and we're going to keep pressing into that. We got a campaign now that has a huge component for scholarshiping because I do think if we take our covenant responsibilities seriously, it's not just our children and we need to, to think about their education. And again, the public system, both part, public K-12 and public universities provide for that in America at some level. But I think we have to take that seriously. So donor funded scholarships is a part of it. You know, uh, this whole debate about student loans going wild in America the last 20 years, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, Warren, from a public policy standpoint. We didn't have that problem before the federal government inserted themselves into the into the process of providing loans. Uh, if you look at the undergraduate loan portfolio in America, it's not substantially different over the last 30 years. It's really the graduate portfolio. That's a whole other uh, conversation, but at least at Dort. You know, our loan default rate on our federal student loans is uh, historically is right about 1%. I think this past year jumped up to 1.8%. But, you know, nationally, I'll put that up against anybody. Um, so affordability certainly is a, is a big part of it. And we're going to do all we can. I'm actually pressing in to get kids done in less than four years. I think... Um, like we just started a master's in social work program and I'm really pushing our departments and they're going to deliver that a kid could graduate from high school and four years later, leave Dort with a master's degree in social work done. Um, we offer high school dual enrollment uh, credits and, and any of your listeners that want to call Dort and say, Hey, I'm going to get my high school involved in this or my high schooler. They can individually enroll or we can sign up Christian schools. Cause we, I think that at high school should really be, I don't want these kids before they're 18 because they're not sociologically formed and ready to be on their own. But the actual education, high school should look more like three years, college should look like four. And we're willing to serve high schools to help them get kids college credit before they ever get here. And if they end up going somewhere else, they go to University of Alabama or they go to Samford, they can take Dort credits with them for, for credits there. Um, we're using summer. Our professors have stepped up to offer online. So the online that we offer during the summer is our same Christian professors teaching online because historically the, the way you go to college, kids used to have to go home to bale hay for the summer. Uh, that doesn't happen much. Summers are too much a, an exercise in, in uh, part-time work for students. So I'd say keep them in college. Let's get them done in three years and then out into God's kingdom earning their keep. And, and so we're graduating more students faster. And at the public universities, of course, there's perverse incentives that public universities get paid so much by the state as well as by the federal government for every kid they have there. So if I'm a president of a major public university, my incentive is to keep them there for five, five and a half years because I'm getting paid on the head at Dort. I want to get them out of here faster, not too fast, mind you, but fast. Yeah, sure. No, I appreciate that. That's a good word. Um, Eric, let me kind of pivot once again in our conversation and and just ask you some things personally. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, our listeners, my listeners here on uh, the Ministry Watch podcast know what we do here. And uh, some of that is that we uh, have to cover scams and scandals within the evangelical world. We've seen Christian leaders that uh, have, uh, let's say, not been on their best behavior, including one or two college presidents in the last uh, couple of years. So let me just ask you, 
what do you do to stay grounded? Uh, you know, as sitting as you you are in that president's chair, you I know that on one level you're exposed. That people you walk into the grocery store probably where you are, and people know who you are. They're coming up to you. There's a, you know, you're known everywhere you go locally. But I also know on the other side of that coin because you know I've I've interviewed a lot of celebrities or at least people that are. You know, Christian evangelical celebrities that um, that sometimes being well known doesn't really mean that they have intimate relationships with people that can hold them accountable, that they have true community. And uh, what what do you do to ensure that um, maybe you don't get too big for your britches, that you're staying in real relationships with people? Yeah, it saddens me every time one of those. Things happens. A um, couple things. One is you're exactly right. Dort is in a town of 8,000 people. Um, and, and it's one of the beauties of, of Dort being in a small town is that, yes, um, I've been to the grocery store and, and you know, people know you um, wherever you go. There's no hiding. Um, there's no being anything other than. Um, and I, I have a great story, maybe not time for it on this podcast, about when I was running a corporation here in town and the, the kind of person that came up to me to be a a Nathan. And again, it's not a Bathsheba story. Please don't get that wrong. But but just put up a mirror to me when I was running a corporation before I came back to Dort um, to show me that that um, in a, I was always in the public eye. Um, and, and that piece of accountability, I think that the David Nathan story, and again, there's not a Bathsheba in this story, but um, the guy who helped run our search for Dort to, to put me in the presidency 10 years ago, this guy, my name Ed Poff, maybe his listeners will know him, runs an organization called Job Fit Matters. Ed calls me every six months um, to check in. And one of his questions is, um, how is it going in your marriage? That may be kind of odd, maybe for your listeners to hear. But Ed has that particular heart that you just asked this question around is, is the devil uses a lot of, of, of wily ways to, to, to impact his kingdom. And I think um, Christian leaders are not other than, and in fact, in the broader community, it's not a scandal anymore if you have these sexual relations outside your marriage necessarily. But in the Christian community, it is, and it should be everywhere. But Ed calls me every six months and asks very specifically about my marriage. Um, my board chair, um, uh, you know, meets with me and my wife at least twice a year um, and has conversations um, about how it's going as a couple because we, my wife happens to be on the faculty here at Dort as well. A, a strong marriage relationship. My wife and I have been married for 35 years and it hasn't always been uh, roses, but it's, uh, we're committed um, and we understand that. She once said, you know, divorce is not an option. Murder is, but uh, <laughs> right. maybe you've heard that one before. But I have. We have. Ruth Graham said that about Billy Graham. So I think you can get away. You and your wife can get away with saying the same thing. I think that's where my, I think my mother-in-law first taught my wife that. And she probably heard it from Mrs. Graham. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, a, a, an active prayer life that, that, you know, is, is, I actually love, um, I'm, a, I'm an old hymns guy, Warren, and mm -hmm. much of my theology and personal devotion time from singing to myself, whether it's uh, partially in the shower or on a walk. Um, but you'll often hear me just walking through the hall singing those old hymns that, that remind me of God's faithfulness and that so low days, whether it be personally or in the college seat, um, that, that he is the ruler yet. Um, those are, those are powerful things that keep me grounded in his word. And then therefore, hopefully in my behaviors as well, 
Um, and I always, yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no, you bet. Well, let what final question before we go. Um, you know, I hope you have many years of ministry ahead of you, but uh, you and I are both of an age where we probably have more behind us than before us. And uh, <laughs> so what what do you want your legacy to be at Dort and uh, as a man? So, Warren, uh, thank you for asking that. Uh, you're right. My age is such that I probably have more behind me than in front of me. But at the same time, I do think that that a Dort's interesting. I'm only the fourth president. Uh, all three before me were pastors. Um, I'm the first non-pastor, which is probably why I, I probably spend more time thinking about ensuring that that Christian mission is front and center. But I do think I'm an institutions guy, and that's not necessarily uh, the avant-garde today, people's fidelity to institutions. But boy, I hope my legacy is that that whether it's on academic excellence or whether it's on, on Christian fidelity, that, that this place is stronger when I finish my presidency and I, that I can hand it off to somebody that I can just cheer and watch them do, do things more and, and more creatively and, and more for God's kingdom than I. I know my predecessor, Dr. Carl Zostra, we probably talk every two, three weeks, and he's always just been an encourager. And I hope that you know, if I if I still have eight days to live for the Lord after I'm no longer presidency, that I'm the biggest champion for the next president of Dort. I think that's it. I do think that Dort is a unique place. Um, you know, my predecessor tried to say to people, this, this isn't a little farm town college. This is something that can stand uh, shoulder to shoulder, um, you know, with some of those schools that we've been eyeing for years as as aspirants. And I do think that that you know, the Wall Street Journal has named us, surprisingly, the number one school in America for student engagement. And that's, that's not Christian schools or Midwest schools, but that's in the United States. And that's pretty cool to know, to get the opportunity to shine a light on the good work that our faculty and staff are doing here every day and have been for many years. So I, I hope that's it. And I, I just have always been enamored with, with leaders that have helped build institutions. Um, certainly individual celebrities and, 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 you know, authors and those kind of things, but institutional work for God's kingdom, I just think is really important. So whether it's denominations, uh, institutions of higher learning, whether seminaries or that, I, I hope that, that my legacy is something that, that says um, an institution was made stronger because of his leadership. Well, Eric Hoekstra, thank you so much for being on the program today. It was uh, just a delight to chat with you, and um, Godspeed and God's blessings to you there at Dort. I pray that you continue to prosper there. Warren, I love your work. Love uh, the work of world in that broader community that you're a part of. Thanks for being interested. You bet. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to my conversation with Dr. Eric Hoekstra. He's the president of Dort University. Before we go, a quick reminder that this show wouldn't exist without the generosity of listeners like you. We take no money from the ministries we cover. There's no advertising on our website. We are completely listener and reader funded. If you'd like to make a donation to Ministry Watch, just go to ministrywatch.com and hit the donate tab at the top of the page. If money's a little tight right now, hey, I get it. I've been there a time or two myself. But you can still help the program. Just rate us on your podcast app. The more ratings we get, the higher we rank with search engines. And that means other people can find us more easily. Rating us just takes a second, doesn't cost you a dime, and it's important. It really is a good way to support 
the Ministry Watch podcast. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosell and Steve Gandy. We get database and other technical support from Kathy Goddard, Stephen DeBerry, and Casey Suddeth. I'm Warren Smith, and until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>